Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is designed especially for our podcast listeners. It is a short, oh, about a 12-minute Bible study that we get into each day, usually on an ongoing topic each week, and it helps us to get our minds more focused on spiritual things, to get us into God's Word for a little bit each day, and to think about our relationship with God. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can, your friends, your family members, neighbors, work associates, anybody and everybody. You can help them have a better day because getting into God's Word in these short studies should help us all have a better day, have a better focus on the day, and help us to have a more positive frame of mind. You you may even help them turn their life around spiritually and start on that pathway toward heaven. So think about what a great impact you can have on others by sharing. You can share through Facebook friends, you can share through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. So we encourage you, do exactly that, and share these short studies with anybody and everybody you can. We began talking about perhaps the most, oh, seemingly or potentially overwhelming of all avenues of sin, and we're talking about sexual sin. I began by reading just a few verses from the account of David and Bathsheba, how David was perhaps not where he should have been, at least in the most responsible frame of mind. He was at a time when armies would go to war, and normally kings would be on the battlefield with their armies. David sent his chief general to lead the army in war against an enemy, And David instead stayed home at the palace in Jerusalem. Now, could you look at that and say that was wrong from a sinful perspective? I don't think necessarily. But you see, it might indicate that he was not being as responsible as he normally should have been. And this was a man who was really looked upon, I think, as a great man of God, and from the scriptural scripture annals, he was looked back upon as a great man of God. But he had a moment of weakness here. He stayed home when perhaps he should have been out with his arm with his army on the battlefield. And so it gave him an opportunity for the devil to present him with a temptation that David did not overcome. So in the cool of one evening Walking on the rooftop of the palace, he looked out across the way and saw a woman named Bathsheba bathing on her rooftop. Again, walking on the rooftops would have been probably a normal kind of thing in that culture of that day, in that part of the world. Again, hot area, no air conditioning. Maybe David was having trouble sleeping, but As he looked out across the way, here was a woman who was exposing herself by bathing on the rooftop. Now, maybe she never thought that anything was going to happen, that anybody would be seeing her since it was evening time, but she should have taken more precautions than she did. And so David sees that she's very beautiful, and he inquires about her. Finds out that her name is Bathsheba, and she's actually married to one of his soldiers who is out on the battlefield at that very time. So he sends message to her, and 
and she comes to him and they have an adulterous relationship right there in the palace apparently and then she sends a note back to him after she has gone back to her home some time has elapsed and she lets him know that she's expectant with child well you see everything changed by one bad decision in the heat of a moment so we talked about that there are times in life when a split second a decision that calls for a decision to be made can change the balance not just of a person's day but in some cases potentially change the rest of their life our preparation for these moments makes all the difference are we ready to face those times when we're going to have to make a crucial decision at a given moment and it's going to have to be made right then we cannot go and talk to somebody about it we can't call a meeting we can't just ponder it over for you know a few days we got we have to make a decision right then now if we have properly trained our minds and developed our characters we are able to make wise decisions and live without regrets as i've said in my many years as a gospel minister in counseling in numerous situations i found that sexual sin is the most debilitating probably that i've encountered in counseling with individuals who have been caught up in it it seems like when somebody succumbs to that particular temptation the devil throws their way when they give in to it and they commit sexual sin it's almost like they cannot overcome it now they can with god's help and his strength but they find themselves so taken in by the sin that it, it's almost like it's overwhelming for them. David's moment of truth came, as we read in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Now, ultimately, he would repent, but he had a real problem. He gave in to the temptation, and it not only affected him, but it affected a whole lot of other people, ultimately, along the way. David's moment of truth came, and on that evening, as he went for that walk, in one sense, he never quite fully returned. Now, he began that walk as the king of God's people, the Israelites. He was rich, he was popular, he was powerful, and he was a happy man. He had several wives and many children. But he ended that walk as an adulterer. And ultimately, a liar, a deceiver, a murderer, and a hypocrite. As was the custom, he walked along the palace roof in the cool of the evening. From that vantage point, he saw a beautiful woman, Bathsheba, bathing herself across the way, apparently on the roof of her home. He lusted and sent for her to share his bed, and later she sent the note saying she was expectant with child. And how did he deal with that? He tried to hide his sin. He made bad decisions. He had learned that her husband was one of his soldiers on the battlefield at that time, so he sent for her husband, and he tried to deceive him into 
thinking ultimately the child was his because he called him back to Jerusalem and told him basically or made the way for him to go back and spend the evening with his wife. And David's hope was that as they did that and they would have the sexual relationship together that God has designed for husband and wife alone to have, that Uriah, her husband, would come to think that the child she would conceive and she had conceived and would ultimately bear would be his child. But Uriah did not go into his wife. He felt it was not right for him to go in and enjoy the comforts of his wife and his home when his fellow soldiers were on the battlefield fighting an enemy. And so ultimately David had Uriah killed on the battlefield. Unknown to Uriah, David sent a message back to David's chief general, Joab, instructing him to put Uriah in the heat of the battle and then withdraw the forces from him so that it would be almost certain that Uriah would be killed by the enemy. And that's exactly what happened. So David not only committed one sin, but he committed other sins trying to cover up the first sin. David should have turned his head when he saw Bathsheba bathing across the way. He did not turn his head, however. He saw the woman's exposed body, and this was not an unusual image for David because, again, he had several wives of his own. But this woman was not his wife, and so he should have simply turned his head, walked away, gone back inside, just removed himself from that particular temptation. But instead he lingered. He looked longer. He noticed how beautiful she was. And ultimately he inquired about her. But now why did he inquire about her? Because he lingered. He dwelt upon how beautiful she was. And he began to lust after her. Hmm. The rest of the story is a familiar one, isn't it? Not because you have read the account necessarily in 2 Samuel chapter, chapters 11 and 12, but because you have seen it play out in our culture and in the lives of people you know, maybe even family members, over and over and over again. We look around us today, and in our culture we see all kinds of sexual temptations. We're confronted with them. We must deal with them just as David had to deal with his. And we need to be careful that we do not make the same mistakes that David made. Let's stop here and pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much. We thank you for creating us with physical beauty and attractiveness, and that through that you help us to become attracted ultimately in many cases to the one who will become our spouse for the rest of our lives, our helper, our companion, our soulmate, one who will 
enjoy our company as we enjoy his or hers and ultimately will help us to be fulfilled and ultimately help us get to heaven. Help us to respect your plan for sexual fulfillment, Father, and that is through marriage of one man and one woman together for life. Guide us in this, and we pray that you will help people every way, everywhere to come to this understanding that this is the best way for everyone's life because it is the way you have designed it to be, and you love us so. Please guide us through this study and help us make the proper applications to our lives. Please, Father, watch over us and help us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.